Today on Gamerhead Radio. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome to Gamerhead Radio, episode 169. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flint. We're for villains! Come on! Oh, God, I'm turning John down goat. Because <laughs> he's a little loud. loud. That's because I'm screaming in your ear. Yeah, you're um, killing my gain here. I'm killing your game? Or gain. Your game? Oh, gain. I, thought, <laughs> I was just like, I can't possibly kill your game because you don't fucking have any. Oh, no, no. Um, it's a dead, dead animal over here in the love department. Good. No, no love shack for you. So, um, B fifty two is this early? No, it's too early. It's way too early. You're um, the one who said it. I know, and and the evening is young yet. So let's see. <laughs> so, um, tell me what uh, what did you do with your week? Goat? Um, more Iron Curtain twenty sixteen. Um, even more the other night. Um. Yeah, I, w- I really wish I could tell you. What. I've been really busy. I really have. But I can't tell anybody a damn thing about what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you've been working a lot on, on um, your band, for those at home that don't follow us regularly. Goat is also in a band. Um, when he's not doing Gamerhead Radio and when he's not working with, with my brother and I in Peace for Villains, he, uh, um, he has his own awesome band. And um, they've been working on stuff for a long time. So... Um, that, that's coming down the pipeline. And then on the other side of it, I'll talk about what I've been doing for the last <laughs> which ties into also kind of what you've been doing, which is there's a bunch of views for villain stuff coming down the pipeline, like all at the same time. In the next like four or five weeks, everything that you guys have ever seen or known about this band is going to change dramatically, right? So um, we're, we're, we're debuting a new show um, at... Uh, probably inside of the first week of uh, second week, actually, I think at the end of the, the first week of July um, at anime Midwest, we're going to be doing a brand new show, new costumes. And if everything works the right way, we're going to be playing our entire second brand new album from start to finish. And then if we have time, some of the other stuff that people know. So there's been some, a lot of discussion and back and forth talking about uh, that with my brother and uh, fellow bandmates and um, you know, goat of course, cause he's one of our, our uh, stage managers. So uh there's that yeah yeah but that's that's everything i did this week uh, i had very little time for anything else that and probably changed like <sighs> like i don't even know how many fucking poopy diapers because my son is just a little shit beast you know shit beast hashtag shit fucking beast um but yeah yeah that was my week man um let's see here so um now that you guys have a general idea of what it was that we did with our week, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, releases. Um, hopefully there's a, a few video games coming out this week that everybody wants to play, since that's what this show is about. So let's talk about that here coming up. According to Kotaku, for the coming week here, there is probably going to be nothing. <laughs> uh, no, I'll... That's not true. So uh, Tuesday, May 31st, uh, Witcher 3 Blood and Wine DLC is coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PC. One Piece Burning Blood for PlayStation 4, Xbox One is going to be out. 
uh, Dead Island Definitive Collection for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, which is really weird because even though it's the Definitive Collection, it does not have um, Riptide in it, Dead, Dead Island Riptide, which is the sequel to the original Dead Island. I don't understand why. Well, Riptide has its own Definitive Collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Hitman Episode 3, Marrakesh, is going to be out for PlayStation 4 Digital, Xbox One Digital, and PC. Score Rush Extended is going to be out for PS4. There came an Echo for PlayStation 4, Xbox One Digital, PC, and Mac. Uh, Daydreamer Awakened Edition for PlayStation 4 Digital and Xbox One Digital. Friday, June 3rd, Carmageddon Max Damage for PlayStation 4, Xbox One Digital. Dangerous Golf. Dangerous Golf. How the fuck dangerous could golf be unless you've got like a meth head on the field swinging a club at you, man? Uh, for PlayStation 4 Digital and Xbox. Clearly, you've never played golf. No, I've never fucking played golf. I mean, like, <laughs> mini golf. I was pretty drunk the last time I played it. So That's the and big person golf gets really dangerous if you're really drunk. I, I can imagine. <laughs> um, hard reset redux uh, for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and PC. Um, so that's that's everything for this coming week. It's kind of kind of slim pickings leading up to uh, E3 announcements. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's E3 announcements. Like what? The, nobody's gonna put anything out worth a damn. What did you play this week, Goatly? Um, let's see, what did I play? A little Diablo. It's been a weird week because, again, I'm still in that weird where I'm busy as shit, so I'm kind of plugging video games in where I can. And I've hit that that wall where nothing story-wise has really intrigued me. <laughs> so, like, it's a, you've been in those weird times, though, where you're just like, no, I don't, oh, yeah. don't want to commit to something like that. So I started Ori in the Blind Forest, and I don't know... I don't know if that's going to continue or not. It's it's really? cool, but it's like I don't think it's a game for me right now. I need to come back to it later. You know, as it's like much, as much as everybody has praised it, though, as as much good feedback as everybody's mm -hmm. given that game, you don't think that you're going to. Well, no, no, no. I think I'll go back to it later. It's just not for me right now is what I'm saying. Like, I, it looks oh, good. Okay. It plays great. It's just not the flavor I'm looking for in my life right now. Does that make sense? What is it that you that you feel is maybe putting you off of it right now? Uh, the save points. The fact that you have to remember to save. Really? Yeah, like you can save wherever you want, but you have to remember where to save, or when to save. Well, it, it just it it's too deep of a game for for the nine thousand things that are on my mind already. Does that make sense? Not not exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got like 9,000 things going on. It's one of those games you have to actually use your head for. And I'm like, ah, mine's already spent by the time I get to this video game console. Mm, not going to work. So I uh, I went back to Diablo. I'm up to like 350 of the 500 bounties I need to finish. Um, pushing 250 Paragons. No big excitement there. Um, and then I went back to a, a fan favorite of mine, uh, Forza 5. Because, well, hey, it's race cars and literally zero commitment story. <laughs> that is absolutely true. And Which I haven't finished it. Ties into the show later because we're going to talk about it later. But yeah, we we'll do some some race car. Yeah, some race car business. So yeah, I put a whole bunch of hours into that, and I completely forgot how big it was. Like I, I got into it, and I was like, I got to put this down. It's going to take forever. I got back into it. And I'm like, oh my god, I barely. I've put like 10, 12 hours in this thing, and I think I'm at like fifteen percent completion. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, all right, all right, all right, we can, they've gotten bigger since four. I, re I remember this now. But other than that, uh, that's about it. It was a real light week, like you said, and just other other places. <laughs> See, I've had I've had kind of the same thing um, a little bit, too, with uh, not wanting to, to do anything terribly committal 
uh, when it comes to, to gaming, just because Metal Gear Solid Five, as awesome as it was, as much fun as I had playing it, it really, really, really ate up a shitload of time. And uh, I, I still would like to go back and continue to play it, but I have so many other things that I want to finish that I kind of feel like if I don't, if I don't make my way to other games, I, I'm, everything is going to end up on the backlog. And and I don't want I don't want to do that because there are some really good games that came out uh, you know at the end of, of twenty fifteen that I still want to finish. It's just that there were so many like open world games that came out Fallout and Assassin's Creed and oh yeah um, you know just uh, so many Witcher Witchers I'm, in there yeah I just finished well oh, and they just put out thirty more hours of Witcher for you <laughs> you know what. I can't think about it. I can't think about it. It's going to give me a, an extreme drinking problem. <laughs> he says as he sips his beer. Yeah. Um, I still can't wrap my, my head around that. The fact that the new DLC is 30 more hours of Witcher. Oh my God. Well, you know, <laughs> here's the one thing I will say is, is that I know a lot of people go, I don't need that much fucking game. Why would I do that? That's too much game. Realistically, at least, at least if you're going to pay for the DLC, at least you know you're getting a bang for your buck. Like you're getting your money's worth out of it because you'll play it until you can't stand the sight of it anymore. So to me, that's good DLC. It's oh, yeah, not yeah. Like, like here's like multiplayer like shooter map with you know here's yeah. three maps and you know two guns and you know maybe a couple skins for something and a, yeah. a tag. You know what I mean? Like I don't, it doesn't do anything for me personally. I'm very jealous of Witcher three players because if they've if they're really into it. Mm-hmm. They haven't had to buy a game in a year now. Oh, that's true. Like, if you wanted to just buy that game and play it, you know, casually, an hour here, an hour there, you could probably play that game for a couple of years and not get yeah. through it, you know, if you were just playing every now and again. So definitely get your money's worth out of it. I'm firm mm-hmm. in my belief that even though, even though as a father now and as busy as I am with all these things that I'm doing, like, I don't necessarily have time for a 200-plus-hour game. <laughs> I can fucking make time, you understand? Um, it's but, a bank account saver son wipe your own ass no <laughs> um, and one day it will happen and he'll do it and i'll be like yay now come play video games with your old man um, <laughs> but wash your hands first yeah but please don't touch the controllers until you <laughs> nasty little boy um yes but uh anyways so um my week was was uh fairly fun for gaming i got uh, a little bit more time in than i had originally anticipated so um, one of the last characters for Killer Instinct Season 3 came out uh, on Thursday. It was Gargos, who is like the big end boss character that they've been building up to for the last two seasons. Excuse me. And um, he's awesome. Like, he's a really big um, winged demon with horns and, you know, he just looks insane. He's huge, too. He's really, really tall. So he's a boss in a fighting game. Yeah, he is, clearly. Um, and then they did, they've done this with all the Killer Instinct characters but they put his retro skin in there because he was the end boss for Killer Instinct 2 back in, I think, 96. We'll call it the 1900s. Yeah, I think it was 96 when it came out. And uh, so they made his retro skin, and it looks fucking great. Like, they did everything really, really right with it. Um, the only thing they flubbed to me is three. they're only putting three new maps in for three of the characters in the game, and then the rest of the characters, like Gargos doesn't get a map. Um, uh, well, but why would he get a map? What's that? He's a boss. Why would he have a no, map? He, he has well, one he had, he, he stage. Had his own previous games, and they've they've usually given every character in these games their own map. Oh, um, so it's kind of disappointing. The, the The thing with Killer Instinct is is it's like a for people who don't play this fighting game or who don't give a shit about fighting games. I'm sorry if I'm if I'm boring you with Killer Instinct stuff, but this game part of the reputation that Killer Instinct has always had from the start of its uh, series was 
there were three ingredients that made that game great. One, that the primarily that the three elements that make the game are all just as much of a character as the characters themselves. So is the character, their level, and their music, because they all have their individual like song or theme that goes with their level. And yeah. the 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 only way I can explain it to you uh, in a way that makes sense, always made sense to me as a kid, is the music for the level sounds like the level looks and the sound and music together embody the look of the character so those three things together uh always kind of came together to make that game stand out always and this one is no exception fortunately after so many years of it not being around so i was bummed to hear that gargos isn't getting his own map um the battletoads guest character rash did not get his own map um, the brand spanking new character that they just made for the game, which is like a vampire character named Mira. She's not getting her own map. And then there are still two characters to be released. Um, I think one of them is, they said they got leaked, is uh, General Rom from uh, uh, Gears of War. He's one of the locusts from the, the first Gears of War, which that's I think that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, and then the other character, they have not confirmed, but everybody's expecting it to be a super old character, first killer instinct named Idol, that was like a like two-headed you know ogre type thing i don't know um he would make up the last original killer instinct character that hasn't been featured in this new game so i hope that that's what they do and i'm okay with it if they do um so i played a bunch of that just to test the character out it was really neat um in line with everybody else that game is just it's to me has been one of the the most um fulfilling video games i've played in the last couple of years because it did everything that i wanted it to do and did not disappoint me in the process so I was expecting that game to be a tremendous and colossal failure. I waited like 16, almost 17 years for them to make it, so I was expecting it to suck, and it did not. Um, and your gamer score definitely reflects that uh, sentiment. Yes, that is correct, sir. Um, <laughs> it also, um, this week I also played uh, a long time back. I started it. I restarted it. Um, it was a gift on the uh, Steam store from Danny Meckler, one-time B-Squad co-host, uh, Mr. Danny Meckler. Thank you for the game, Danny. Uh, it was Talos Principle, which was released on uh, Steam and uh, and PlayStation 4. Uh, was not released on any other platform that I'm aware of, uh, I believe, though. It is so fucking cool, man. It is just spiritually has a lot in common with Portal uh, because it's a, a thinky uh, puzzle game, but not just thinky in the puzzles, thinky in terms of the way it presents itself it's like an existential thing where you you know you're a robot solving all these puzzles um that aren't really like portal puzzles it's it's more of a like choice between heaven and hell like struggle of spirituality kind of game and existence like am i a person am i not if i am a person what makes a person a person um so it's it's a really cool game and it's unique i've never played anything quite like it before i highly recommend to anybody that can uh, get their hands on it and try it it's it's just a lot of fun and it's the first thing i've played in a while that engrossed me because it's original it doesn't it doesn't feel like anything else it feels like its own thing which uh, i needed a dose of so i played a lot of that um played a little bit of dc universe online uh which i'm kind of winding down on i think i'm going to put that away and there was a free trial for Unravel, which was that um, little kind of indie side-scrolling game where you're the little guy made of yarn that looks like he kind of has yeah. like, little horns. Uh, I got that. Oh, my God. I want it. It was so I told you guys fun. to get it when it came out. 
Oh my god, it was so fucking charming. Yeah, it's addicting and very difficult. Relaxing though, it was so Mm -hmm. like relaxing. I'm sure it'll piss me off later, but the graphics are through the roof. It's oh my god, that was the other thing. Is is I mean, given that it was an arcade quality title, maybe they were able to focus some of the, uh, maybe some of the the polish into it in a way that a lot of games don't don't get when they're on a more grand scale. But holy shit, it looks outstanding. I don't know. I know. I think they just they. They polished the shit. I don't know what polish they used on it, but it was phenomenal. Like I've never, I'm not a big graphics person, as the listeners know. And that one, I immediately I was like, "Damn, those are some graphics." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and and very pretty ones too. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's uh, that's I think everything I had time for this week. I I want to say I tried to play one or two other things, but I just didn't get around to it. Um, I'm trying to just pick one thing and stick with it for a little while and just get through this backlog yeah. of games that I've got. Uh, with many. I, I did not buy Overwatch this week, even though it was out. I wanted to buy it really, really fucking bad. But a uh, little birdie told me that uh, <clears throat> my son would be getting it for me for Father's Day. Um, so, so you know, don't fucking buy anything, I was told. Uh, so I'm going to hold off on that. Way to ruin the present, Luca. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's okay. My son really cares. He really knows what I like. You know, he's a year and a half old. And- we were in Target. I went to grab it. He slapped my hand. He goes, this is not a wise decision, Father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Um, so uh, that's it, man. Um, were it that I had more time to play games this week, I would have played until my eyes bled, but I did not do that and could not do that. So now that you know what we did in video games this week, let's take a look at what the industry did in video games this week. Mixed bag of news for the week, Goat. We got uh, we got some goodies. It was quiet, but some uh, some interesting things went down. So, are you uh, digging deep yet? No, not yet. <laughs> not 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 just yet. You're um, not grabbing people on the side of the street, going, "Have you heard anything about video games? Is there no. anything? You got anything for me?" <laughs> yeah. Running around shaking people, Kyle <laughs> Reese style. What year is it? Fucking Terminator style. Um, no, starting off at number five this week. So, Mighty Number no. Nine, um, which is you know, the, the brainchild of uh, Keiji Inafune, creator of Mega Man, and everybody says the spiritual successor, just to catch everybody up who may not be aware. Very um, spiritual. That game has, yes, yeah, so spiritual, he <laughs> ripped the soul right out of Mega Man. Um, that game has been delayed a lot, tons and tons and tons, um, you know, and, and I think started out as a Kickstarter uh, project, if mm-hmm. I recall correctly. Because yes. Small amount of backstory. Keiji Inafune, like a lot of game developers that, built something that helped build a company like you know capcom and mega man are synonymous a lot of the people who make those product products don't really get to keep control over those things and they kind of wouldn't let him make any more mega man games the way that he wanted to so he made a new property that's very mega man um and took it elsewhere well deep silver the company that uh that published the um dead island games was doing the marketing for this and they put out I don't even know how to describe it to you. The trailer that they put out for this game was just the fucking worst, man. It was so embarrassingly bad. Um, we'll see if we can get uh, the link for that up in in, in the uh, published episode for the week on our website so that if you guys want to find it, you can watch the YouTube video. But part of what was so uh, interesting about this entire thing was that 
Well, we would screen share it, but we don't get audio. So if anybody's asking, that's why we're not showing you here. <laughs> that, that's correct. That's and you need audio for it. It's but yeah, this is different. it's it's tag team thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the the thing that went kind of interesting about it is with a little bit of the negative sort of press that uh, that the game's gotten for pushing back its release. Um, this trailer is like people hate it. Like people are making a lot of fun of it. Uh, currently has three hundred and sixty three thousand views. 14,200 of which are dislikes. Uh, so a, a mighty chunk, no pun intended. Um, uh, I think um, it fucking hate it. I think it beat uh, uh, Infinity Ward now. Oh, oh, no, it's not quite there yet. No, no. That, that's a fucking extreme amount. of. I thought dislikes. it was. I thought it was close to that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, I, I'm half tempted to uh, to share the, the photo that you put up on the uh, on the uh, players club. Actually. <laughs> I'm gonna while I finish the story, go look that up. See if you can if you can pull that up and throw it up there because I think it's the funniest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> the the funny thing about this story is is that the developers for Mighty Number no. Nine, who are not doing any of the promotion, they paid Deep Silver to do that shit for them, all the marketing. They're making fun of it too. Um, so Takuya Aitsu, CEO of uh, Intel created uh, creates, deemed the trailer unforgivable on his Twitter account. Um, he even, he even like when he was quoting the entire thing, the direct quote from his Twitter account says, "What the hell was Deep Silver thinking, making a crappy PV like this?" And they mean promotional videos with uh, PV is abbreviated for. Unforgivable, he wrote. We can possibly assume that uh, all of the uh, the bad press that surrounded this, that this might actually kind of be a funny thing for the game because even though the trailer's fucking terrible, when the development team gets on board with it and starts making shit up, um, or, or or making fun of the shit, then it's kind of kind of funny i think um from what i understand the the trailer is just really obnoxious like when i watched it it, it made me go cross-eyed man i still cross-eyed i can't look at see straight um so check it out you know we'll post up the link and see what you guys think goat do you think that bad promotion like this um in an instance like this where it's got people laughing do you think that this is bad for the game if the if the developers are kind of poking fun at it too um, or do you think it's going to hurt the game's sales, or do you think that this is kind of a a backwards boon? Well, I don't know. I think they've kind of shot themselves in the foot with all the delays and everything like that. I mean, it's going to be a, a literal spiritual successor because nobody will ever see it in the, at this point. So backing up with crappy trailers is not helping that at do you have any interest in Mighty Number no. Nine when it's supposed to be released? Yeah, yeah, because it looked really good, and I hope it pans out. But it's it's slowly getting on my list of if instead of when. <laughs> if well, no, they're they're saying it's supposed to be out soon. It's just you know, been saying that for this, what a year like, now. A couple more months. I mean, really, is it going to kill anybody to wait a couple of more months to get their hands on Mighty Number no. Nine? The only thing that baffles me about this game is is. I hope that all the extra time has been to just fine tune it maybe because what the fuck, how long, I think this has been in development for like three years or something. What takes this long to make a side scroller, a Mega Man style side scroller? I'm not sure that I understand why that is like that, but you know. Yeah, I don't know either. All right, moving on though. Number four this week, um, speaking of Mega Man, um, there's supposed to be a new Mega Man animated series coming out shortly here. So the distributors DHX Media and Densu Entertainment 
have, have given everybody a first look at Mega Man. And this for this one, I'm going to screen share in just a minute here. Um, according to the description for uh, the press release, it says the series will star a young and otherwise normal robot named Aki Light with a secret power. He can become Mega Man. What the fuck is this shit? Uh, the world's first robot superhero. <laughs> Set in Silicon City, the series showcases Aki's struggle to maintain his superhero duties on top of his everyday life. He'll be joined by familiar characters like Rush, along with newcomers with names like Mega Mini. That's what I call my son. Oh. Or no, wait, no, that's something. That's what I. That's what I call the poops after I go to the bathroom. Mega Mini. Well, I guess it's better than your penis. They, they're, they're saying that they're, they're, they're. Wait, what, what, what did you say? Jesus Christ! I ran right <laughs> over that. Um. <laughs> Both companies. Just saying, he probably wouldn't be a happy married man. I, I would not be a happily married man. I can tell you that for sure. With a mega mini, I don't. I don't I think, think it would work out for you. Very own mega mini with my my son. That's what I mean. <laughs> um, both companies have said that they're they're actually targeting elementary school aged kids in order to sell this show. So, but based on the description of it being in like Silicon City and it's some Whoa. thing that has nothing to fucking do with Mega Man, um, they're they're actually people are making fun of it because this this character design looks like Mega Man Tron. Uh, it's kind of shit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna screen share and show you guys what this looks like. And for anybody who's listening to the audio version of the uh, the podcast, you know uh, it's very easy to find this online, or you should be able to find uh, find this in the news story that we're providing the link for uh, this week. Man, it is just kind of garbage i think you know everyone's making fun of his uh little tron looking everything you know like all the little soft <laughs> blue lines and places but I, I don't know what what do you think of this nice it's i don't i mean uh, everything else is getting remade whatever as long as it's not sonic boom i think we're in the good here <clears throat> yeah well anything's fucking better than sonic boom sonic boom I exactly. I think Sonic Boom might have nearly single-handedly ruined, um, you know, might have single-handedly ruined uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, there's, I guess, really no other way to say it. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I we'll see whether or not Sonic ever makes a return. But something tells me it's probably not going to end up well. So. Mm-hmm. Moving on to number three this week. Um, so we we kind of talked about uh, a few weeks back. We made brief mention of the fact that uh, Overwatch has generated a lot of uh, a lot of attention for its character designs. Uh, some of that has turned out to be kind of a negative thing. As it turns out, there is a massive sub community of people who have latched onto both male and female characters for the purpose of creating pornographic Overwatch everything. Uh, a lot of this is popping up on the internet and has been for the last few weeks. There seem to be like people gravitating towards particular characters that they, I don't, I don't know, find attractive. I don't really know how else to fucking say it. Um, well, as it turns out, Pornhub, particularly when we mentioned this originally, Pornhub kind of seems to have been the ones to latch on to the concept. A lot of people are going to Pornhub to search for overwatch porn um when the when the beta was out a few weeks ago everybody went there and they like Pornhub reported some massive spike in searches for particular overwatch characters um well overwatch 
being what it is, especially in its first week, being a huge success and kind of being like a superhero type game, themed game, and uh, kids maybe wanting to be involved with it. Blizzard is serving takedown notices left and right for the uh, <laughs> for the <laughs> the Overwatch porn videos. They're they're using a company called uh, Erdetto to uh, send these notices out to basically whoever is is hosting these Overwatch porn videos. Um, you know, and Erdetto themselves say that they. Uh, their services protect the digital platforms and assets across multiple industries, such as media and entertainment, payments and, autom uh, and automotive. Um, I can imagine that Blizzard probably wants to protect this IP because it's the first like brand new IP they've put out in a long time, and it's a, it's a hit. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're going to be able to successfully scrub um, the filthy Overwatch uh, dirtiness from the internet? Uh, probably not. It's the internet. Do you have any interest in watching filthy Overwatch videos, Goat? No, I have zero interest in fan fiction whatsoever. <laughs> I can mostly blame the villains, and the other half is just fan fiction. I don't get it. I, I, <laughs> no, this is some of the shit I've heard. Is, to be clear, for anybody listening, not that mm -hmm. you would necessarily want to patronize these services. I'm so glad Charlie's not on this episode. He he's gonna when he listens back to it, he's gonna cringe. Um. It's these are people who take like character models mm -hmm. um, from mods and stuff like that, and then use like Gary's mod or whatever other animation suites they want to use to animate these characters to do filthy ass shit after they've been reskinned for modding purposes into naked people. So it's almost like watching the character models do really dirty things. Yeah. I don't understand why people feel the need to do this. This happened, something similar to this happened a few years ago with Bioshock Infinite with Elizabeth. People, people, people really kind of did uh, uh, this kind of unsavory shit with characters from this game, and I don't, I don't understand why people do this. I mean, I, I get it. I understand. I mean, I get it, but it just don't, don't do it, man. You know, rule thirty four. Think about the people. Well, let me put it to you like this: If you made a character for a game, like here, yeah. or let's say you made a character, period, for book or a comic or a movie or whatever you had planned to do say that you put your heart and soul into that character that character sees release in whatever format you were planning to put it out and then somebody takes it and perverts it for nefarious purposes wouldn't you kind of feel like they wouldn't you kind of feel like they took your idea and kind of like fucked it up isn't that is that wrong like i don't know i think that's kind of shitty i i, I don't care enough people are going to do it anyways People won't pay for movies and music. Like, why, why would I be shocked <laughs> that they're gonna take my character and make it fuck a cucumber? I like, no, I, I almost expect it from the human race. Who, who fucking cucumbers? Go, Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> uh, for anybody who's just joined the show, this is the portion of the show where Goat talks about fucking a cucumber. <laughs> Not me, my character. Oh, good save, good save. <laughs> um, before this gets my IP's like, getting banged by a cucumber. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's just fucking move on because there's really no way to recover from that kind of. No, a, a, no. A let's move this. Limit. Let's move this salad along. Oh, don't want to talk about it. All right, moving on to uh, number two for the week. Um, oh wait, wait. Before before that, I found the yes. image you were talking about. Oh, going oh to... a goat's gonna screen share. Um, this is screen this is, share. Uh, what the internet seems to think right now about uh, Call of yes. Duty Infinite Warfare, or what they anticipate. This is an actual leaked screenshot. <laughs> From uh, <laughs> from Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Right yes. 
Live, live leaked. Oh man, look at that! It's so fucking lifelike, man. You can almost mm -hmm. reach out and touch it, man. Yeah, I, I like that. There's a car fender in here. I think we should we should have covered this on our VR episode. You know, you can practically smell the garbage. Oh uh, yes. All right, now moving on to number two. Since we uh, since we <laughs> talked about the garbage, um, haven't had a hostile takeover in a while, so I guess it's just time. But uh, probably, maybe, arguably, one of the biggest uh, mobile game developers on the planet right now is GameLoft. Even if you don't play mobile games on uh, you know cell phones and tablets, chances are you've seen the name or seen the logo at some point. GameLoft is huge. Uh, Vivendi is moving forward. Um, with a hostile takeover of GameLoft. So um, apparently they've already won support over, uh, over GameLoft and are going to be taking over uh, you know, various aspects of the company because they bought out the majority shareholders like you do during a hostile takeover. And I mean, we've seen this a few times during the history of gaming. Um, you know, this, this happened years back with uh, um, Electronic Arts tried to do a hostile takeover of uh, Rockstar um, you know, uh, take two and I think Ubisoft electronic arts tried to fucking forcibly buy everybody and it didn't work. Um, I think they did end up taking a lot of Ubisoft shares, but not enough to, uh, sway their overall direction and things. Um, but it's pretty unfortunate. I, do you, do you think that this is just business? Um, do you think this is just business as usual, or do you think that this is, this is something that's going to be, um, People are going to frown upon this, and it's going to affect Vivendi negatively. How do you feel about this stuff, Goat? Um, uh, a little bit here and there. I kind of tuned out for a second there. You want to recap for me? <laughs> <laughs> Very honest. I was dealing with That's, something on the audio side, <laughs> my side. That that uh, um. That's how professional of a show we run here, ladies and gentlemen. I talk, and Goat's supposed to listen, and we just go. Well, something was going on with my, my rig over here, and I was moving knobs and <laughs> no, no levers. No, no worries. We're all good. Um, so, yes, I'm going for quality, John. I know. Quality. I know. This is a, Not quantity. This is a fucking professional <laughs> show, man. I got to tell you. Um, so as far as, as far as this goes, what I was asking was, is do you think that this type of hostile takeover stuff is just business as usual, or do you think this is going to be bad for Vivendi, bad for Gameloft? Where, where, what's your take on this, Goat? So wait, wait. wait. Isn't Vivendi taking over Ubisoft? Or did No, 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 no. Vivendi is not taking over Ubisoft. Uh they're they're trying to take over Ubisoft. We talked about this a okay. little bit ago. Okay. They're, they're setting I didn't know I yeah. I didn't another after Game Loft. Okay. So mm -hmm. Vivendi's coming out of this with somebody in their pocket. That's mm -hmm. their their goal here. Okay. Yeah, I don't I maybe it seems like they're just swinging for the fences and they're going to absorb whatever they need their hands on. They're, um, they're, they're coming home. They're coming home to mommy with a new puppy called a video game company. Got it. Viewer Dustin Falconer, uh Dustin, thank you for uh informing me that uh, my audio was a bit low. I've corrected that for you. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh for anybody who's watching too, if you guys have any any commentary Production or any thoughts on what it is <laughs> that we're we're talking about, feel free to join the conversation. If you join us in our Hangouts chat, you can actually send questions and answers to us and we can answer them live on the show. Um, otherwise, you can you can go to our YouTube live stream and just leave comments on the YouTube video and I'll be checking that periodically to try and answer uh, you know, comments as, as we uh, do the show. So <clears throat> participate all you'd like. Um, my opinion, to answer your question. Yes, go ahead. To answer your question, John. Um, yeah, I, I think it's not bad for business. It's just business. I mean, but it sounds like 
I don't know. It sounds like the weirdness when Amazon picked up, uh, what was it, Helix? I think somebody just wants a shiny new puppy at home to call video game but developer. That, but that wasn't, that wasn't a hostile takeover when Double Helix was purchased. Double Helix completed their contract well, yeah. on Season 1 of Killer Instinct and opted to go to Amazon to develop yeah. games for them, which I mean, I yeah. hasn't turned out. So but there's, there's, also, you know, there's also adopting a puppy and there's also stealing your neighbor's prized dog. I mean, you still have a dog at the end of the day here. How you go about it is your business. So, I mean, I mean, hostile takeover, whatever. I think that's a little overdone. I think it's more of, from a business standpoint, yeah, it's hostile, whatever, sure. It's more um, business, and um, we can overtake you, and we're getting rid of you as competition by just buying you. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, like the pretty woman thing. I'm going to date myself there. I, I understand why somebody would try to do something like that, especially at the height of, of mobile gaming right now where things have kind of – that industry is established. The trends in that industry are where they're oh, yeah. at and likely to stay for a little while. The thing is is I, th I think I miss the period in time where gaming was um, still fairly new and you didn't have people fighting over the properties. You just had people making good things. You just had people trying to put out – uh, make new properties, produce new properties, and put new properties out. I mean, really, the it's hard to explain this to people who didn't grow up um, in in the the what I jokingly refer back to when, as the golden yeah. age of gaming. But back Goat, when it was still an art and not a business. Yeah, Goat and Charlie and I were really, really lucky to grow up in a time where it was gaming, a new thing. Gaming was not just about about making a, a game selling it wasn't just about selling copies of the game it wasn't even about making dlc for a game um it was about trying a well, bunch of strange stuff like it they made dlc about, john when we were kids they just what, made the same DLC? game again and put a two behind it yeah yeah i suppose but like after a while you caught on and you just didn't buy those games yeah. anymore. it took you seven like or eight games like, People haven't caught on to the fact that if you buy the newest edition of Madden, you're buying the same fucking game every year. You know what I mean? Just well, Madden's a bad example because they, they want the new rosters. They're then, sports nuts. Then Assassin's Creed. I mean, and people finally started to catch on yeah, because yeah. now they're, they're taking a break. Whether they're only taking mm -hmm. this year off or two years off, it caught up to them. And the point is, is that gaming used to be about – it was it was a frontier. It was a brave new world, an unexplored thing, um, where you got to just try, whoa, crazy things, and it worked. Sorry, you know, yeah, I just, I just, a, what's that? Caught, I caught Dustin's comment here, and he threw me off. It should be about the game itself, the gore, the story, and the gameplay. I like the, the the gore was the first thing in his list. It's true. It's true. Dustin went. Uh, he went from zero to murder in uh, yeah. Two uh, I think it's safe to say he's playing the new Doom <laughs> as we speak. He is playing the new Doom. Actually, he he had messaged me and, and asked me about uh, whether or not I've had a chance to play. Mm. I have not had a chance to play the new Doom yet. It's on my bucket list just because Mick Gordon did the composition for it. Honestly, I just want to hear his awesome music. From what I've seen of it, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, I, I hear mostly good things about it. Um, I, I hear mixed reviews about the the multiplayer aspect of it, but I I actually um, I'm glad to hear that it gave you a chubby. Dustin says that it, that Doom gave him a chubby. That's disturbing, man. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm really really glad. Well, that just ties back into the last story with the. Never mind. Uh... We've moved on. God damn it. <laughs> um, I'm glad to hear that they did like an Unreal style thing with the multiplayer, but you know, I don't know. It, it 
people are coming. It's mixed. People are saying some people are saying it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Some people are saying it's not. It just depends, I guess. But we have strayed far from the path as we tend yes. to when we're talking yes. about silly things. Oh, before I get off my fucking soapbox, the point was yeah. we grew up in a video game revolution where they just tried all kinds of crazy things. We got to experience all these really unique things. Risks. People took risks because they could. And now the industry is formed into this thing where there's a lot of rules um maybe one day we could do a show talking about how the process of game development works but it's really really mm -hmm. rigid for the people that work in that business and now you can't take risks because you're risking other people's money and they don't want to take risks with their money so um, i still blame the internet i blame the internet for a lot of shit but we could do a whole mm -hmm. fucking show on what i blame the internet for um so instead of doing that let's go ahead and move on to number one <laughs> for the week so um all right Probably the most consistent thing that we heard um, during the course of the week uh, with news was that uh, No Man's Sky, which was supposed to re uh, receive a June 21st uh, release in just a few weeks, has been pushed back one more time. Um, while that's not particularly news in and of itself, because they really they only just pushed it back to uh, August 9th. Uh, it's you're talking about a, a couple of weeks, you know, two and a half, three five. Weeks, you know, what's that? Five oh, weeks. Uh, July, Jesus Christ. Yeah, July's is in the middle between June and August. Yeah, I don't know I how your calendar works. Sleep last night. I'm fucking struggling. Um, and apparently, not enough to remember July exists. Yeah, fucking. We don't need July. I'm only debuting a brand new fucking VS Villain show in July, yeah. aren't we? So um, that comes after August in John's calendar. Yes, yes, that's correct. <laughs> John's calendar looks a lot like uh, what happens if you take a calendar and put it in a blender and then put a bunch of fruit and maybe some poop in there and blend it up. That's what my calendar looks like all the time is a uh, poop smoothie. Um, <laughs> hashtag poop smoothie. Let's hashtag. Oh, that. yeah, let's do that. That's true. For your health. Yes. Um, can we please, God, call the episode poop smoothie this week? Well, Charlie's not here to say no. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Um <laughs> Charlie, I'm so sorry if we named the episode Poop Smoothie. He's just uh, he's he he's rubbing his head. He's on a flight right now. He's rubbing his head right now and he doesn't know why. But when he listens to the episode, it's going to make sense. We're time traveling on the show right now. Um well, we've the, been doing really good. I mean, yes. we did have the haggis last yes, week, we, but I wasn't involved in it. We've behaved. We've behaved quite mm -hmm. well while Charlie's been gone. Um so so we got 5 weeks to lay on No Man's Sky. That's true. What does that mean for us other than the fact that well, yet another game in the history of gaming has been delayed and nobody cares anymore? It's not so much that there was a delay. That's not a problem. Games get delayed all the time. What seems to be the problem with this delay is, is that the, the creator of the game, um, um, who works for, for uh, Hello Games, Sean Murray, he received death threats, man. Like People were fucking threatening yeah. this man's life to a point where it, it really made him uncomfortable. And if you've read or know or heard anything about Sean Murray, he's widely regarded as being a very, uh, very peaceful, very pacifistic man. He was trying to make this game so that it didn't have any combat or even weapons in it. And uh, that's not practical for the type of game he's making. So he had to put something in. Um, that's what his phone bats. He's widely regarded as a very peaceable human being. Right. Um, and, and, he was uncomfortable enough to actually post to some measure of humor on Twitter saying, um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he said that he transformed his house from a home into a, a home alone, complete with pillow fortresses and other makeshift traps. He said, tell me when it's safe to remove the marbles and oil from the stairs. It's really getting cumbersome and I need the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's at least he's got a sense of humor about it. But look, if you're one of those people who is going to threaten somebody because the game does not meet its release date, you're you're an ass. You're, you fall somewhere between not knowing anything about how really anything of quality is made um, or, or video games for that matter. But um, you are just um, a giant uh, roving dick face. If you're John, somebody. Yes. There's, there's, there's a term for those people. They're called keyboard commanders. Yes. Unfortunately they are called keyboard commanders. Um, no, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't threaten if, somebody. If, if you if if you think you're a bigger person for threatening somebody on the internet, leave your house, cancel your subscription to your internet, and go and go act like you do on the internet to a real person and see where that gets you. <laughs> um. Oh my God, that's another thing I can't even. I'm not even gonna touch that man. That's <laughs> big, big ball of nope. nope. <laughs> um. But that was um. Uh, that was our news roundup for the week. Um, so we're, we're, 2015, the roundup was the game of or the year of open games. It's true. So that'll carry you through 2017, which is convenient because so far we're doing uh, 2016 is the year of delayed games. So you won't even need those games till next year, anyways. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Now here's here's the thing. Um, we're just a couple of weeks from away from E3, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit near the end of the show because traditionally we do our E3 prediction show and then uh, our actual post-E3 show to talk about the way our predictions came out. Um, Don't forget about the news in the middle. That's that's exactly correct. Um, little E3 sandwich. I know, big um, with all the fixings, lettuce, tomato, <laughs> mayo. I don't eat any of that shit. I just want fucking cheese and meat on my sandwich personally, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, go. You talked a little bit earlier about uh, racing games. You yes. are not playing. You're playing Forza again. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna go ahead and move on to our feature for the week. And that feature is we wanted to talk a little bit about the the history of racing games and our experience with racing games. Should we bring them behind the curtain a, a second and be very honest with our listeners? We, we, what are we being honest? What did I miss? <laughs> Jesus Christ! We, uh, you you terrify me, goat. For what? I feel like Charlie. I'm going to start fucking rubbing my forehead here. Well, I mean, all right. So, longtime listeners know. Charlie's not a racing game guy. Not no, not at all. The first game I think he's ever played racing is the Forza uh, Fast and the Furious expansion, and that's probably about as much racing as he'll ever do in his life. Yes. So we may have taken full advantage of this opportunity to sneak this topic in. <laughs> that Well, you know what the thing is, is that we hate that Charlie can't be on the show with us because this is what we do together. And um, if we, 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 we had talked about one other particular... Uh, Maybe option for, um, but that's Charlie uh, heavy. <laughs> but but yeah, but this is the yeah it was the sort of feature that Charlie would absolutely want to be a part of. So we wanted to save that 
um, you know, for a future show where Charlie's going to be back in town. And instead, we we're like, you know what? If we're gonna if we're gonna have to do one more show without Charlie, let us do a show where we. Talk he doesn't want to be a part of. It. He does not give <laughs> a he does not give a racing fuck about um, at all, which is racing. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Racing in video games has a pretty robust history, probably a more um, a more robust history than people realize. Uh, I'm sorry, way back in arcades. I mean, it's been yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been around as long as video gaming. Yeah, I mean, it's probably I want to say, man, when, the first racing game was probably like RC Pro Am in eighty five, eighty six. Now, yeah, yeah, probably so. And I mean, you, if for anybody who doesn't remember RC Pro Am, it was like this arcade cabinet that had four steering wheels across it. And oh, that's off road. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, RC like, Pro Am is the green one. Was it? With the overhead, and you're on the pavement, and you had like the little trucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it was like you're talking about off road. Uh, off road's the one with the big four, red, blue, and yellow guy, and you have the dirt tracks, and you're jumping the, and hitting the nitros. I am, oh God damn it! I'm gonna have to quit. I'm gonna have to quit the show now because I have failed. <laughs> Terribly. Pardon me. I'm gonna go and commit seppuku over there in the corner. So if I kill myself no, no, no. live on the show, it's, it's it's okay. It's 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 a common mistake. It's okay. Um, the only reason I'm saying that is because I've been trying to get the world's record at galloping ghost on off road. So, uh, you know what? I believe in you, goat. As a matter of fact, I think that what we need to do is pretty soon I'm going to um, I'm gonna have to go to galloping ghost while you're trying to set that record. And and just play R. Kelly's "I Believe I Can Fly" on a boombox behind you until you fucking win, until you hit the record. Yeah, I don't know if Doc's gonna let that slide, but we'll try. Probably not. He's gonna throw us out, and we'll never be welcoming there again. He'd be like, "We'll he'll throw you out." Fucking regret that we he, I did your show with you. <laughs> That'll be it. But um, the thing is, is between the two of us, Goat is the racing guy. Goat is a car guy. He likes cars. He likes racing. He it's his it's his thing. Whenever we talk about racing on the show, he is primarily that guy. So as is the case with most things where Gamerhead Radio is concerned, Goat is like the racing guy, and I am the I like racing games and will play them if it interests me or if it's a good enough game. And Charlie could not care anymore, I don't think, um, or any less rather. So. No, Charlie's a, I put That's the key in, start the car guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listener and viewer Dustin uh, does say, what about track and field on the Atari? I think track and field was originally an NES title, but yes, technically that is a fucking racing game. You're just racing with your feet. Um, yeah. They have that at the Galloping Ghost on the cabinet. Yeah. Um, I need to find a drummer that does Gravity Blast to beat that game. <laughs> just call Justin from Digital Mindy. He can get in there okay. with, his, with his double kick drum feet and... <laughs> embarrass everybody and he's a smoker too so then maybe he'll have a massive heart attack and then just tip over and uh, i don't i don't want to kill justin he, no, he, he seems do. useful um but i mean there's a there's a wide variety i mean let's let's move this along so there's a wide variety of racing games everything from like like we said rc program to your over the head um go around the tracky kind of thing upgrade cheapy games from the 80s that we all grew up with like pro-am and off-road and those are the biggest ones that everybody knows um and then you went then, then we went to 3d racing which was like rad racer everybody's played that um uh pole position yep, yeah i remember dude pole position i think the two most influential uh games that i can remember as being racing games as a mm -hmm. kid um in arcades was probably pole position and spy hunter those two games even though spy yeah. hunter i probably more of an action game than a racing game 
Uh, more Car Combat. I just I spent a lot of time playing those, and yeah. then um, I also played Rad Racer a lot on the NES. Mm-hmm. Fucking terrible at it, man. Just oh, I terrible. used to own that. Uh, Outrun. I used to play Outrun a lot Outrun? too. Outrun. I remember Outrun. God, it was so yeah. action packed, and you could, you could. They just put that on a uh, 3DS, actually. You would crash. Yeah, going back. Oh yeah, yeah. The the violent crashes in a convertible and outrun. No one would live through those crashes in a convertible. No, not at all. But you always managed to flip out of the car, and the car would flip, not a scratch on it, and you'd land back in the car like yeah. some sort of fucking bad eighties action movie. That, it, was that, like, that, it was like Kung that, Fury, the racing game, is what it was. Yeah, that that blonde should have came out a mutilated mess every time you flipped that car. Nope, nope. <laughs> That's just what happens when I drive, yeah. you know. <laughs> but and then we drive a Focus. That, that's not true at all. No, yeah. no, it's not. Your car, your car and a Delorean have a lot in common. Uh, <laughs> no, well, the difference primarily between the two is, is that a Delorean is awesome and a fucking Ford Focus <laughs> is not. Um, the Shatmobile, we call it. <laughs> yes. Sadly. Um. But yeah. So I mean, like those. I mean, you're talking about those are old, really old. Yeah. Well, I'm t- you know, getting getting the, getting the roots down. Yeah, and then we moved down to like the, you know, then there's the burnouts, which is not a racing game. I don't care what anybody says. Hold on, we're going to come back to that shit. Fuck <laughs> you, first of all, fuck you. And two, fuck you, man. Um, no, but there, I mean, there was an evolution in arcades too that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. So you started out with those classic games to start with, and then you went to, if for anybody who was arcade age or who has been able to go to a modern arcade now mm-hmm. and play older games, um, Let's see. The cruising series, yeah, cruising, cruising USA, cruising world. Mm-hmm. Those games were huge when they came out. Yeah, San Francisco uh, Rush, San Francisco Rush, and Rush Twenty Forty Nine were both. Those I played. Insane. They played <laughs> so much fucking San Francisco Rush when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, because San Francisco Rush was the game that had like cruising was just fast and silly, and then cruising, it was cartoony. Like, USA, and then cruising world did like you could like hit like the 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 clutch and then jerk the wheel in a position and you would do like barrel rolls or flips and shit so they put that in and then yeah. uh san francisco rush um was the first racing game i can remember that put diversity into a racing game and unpredictability because you could take shortcuts and they were kind yeah. of hidden and you could mm-hmm. find them and it was just really exciting what was the name of that fucking um we're, we're missing the the gateway to that era though what's that ridge racer no, oh my God! How did we fucking forget Ridge Racer? Ridge With Racer a, was huge. The very fir- that was the very first ca- cabinet that had a clutch and a five-speed gearbox. Yeah, for sure. Instead of paddles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, actually. Fuck, I forgot. You could actually, you could actually downshift and like power slide and, and all that in Ridge Racer. It was just mind-boggling at the time. <laughs> the one I can't, you know, normally I it's I'm like a bottomless pit of gaming information. I I remember this shit, but there was one fucking racing game that I could never play i could never get down as a as a kid and it was i want to say it was like was it virtual racing was it virtual um, racing? it was um it was it looked kind of like the virtual fighter like the virtual yeah series. yeah virtual racing yeah and, you're right and, yeah and you could you had to go a sort of semi-realistic speed in order to go up through like loops and yeah. uh, if you didn't, you would like fall off. Like the weight was proper. Yeah, it was. A, yeah. yeah, it was. A, it was. A, yeah, it was. A, uh, it was a stunt, stunt racer. You had to do the stunts. I was very realistic. hot garbage at that game. Like embarrassingly <laughs> bad at that game. And uh, it took a little bit to get used to that game because it was. It, it, it was. You had to know what you were doing. Like there was actually like double clutching and actually like, like force feedback in the yeah. game. 
the steering wheel too that was mm -hmm. a little different most of those games had that in the arcade but this one was a little different like it would if you went up if you hit at the wrong speed at the wrong angle going up like a loop ramp it would jerk the wheel to the left and you would go further to the left and then fucking just drive out no, of the wheel and it die. was virtually realistic <laughs> you did the fucking dad joke this week it was <laughs> not me it was, i didn't do it it was really a dad joke that was just being very blatantly obvious with it it was it was super realistic and a lot of people i noticed like if you played arcade racers that was not the game for you no no but i kept going back to it see like that's probably just your pride very very small amount of of backstory on my youth um since we're talking about racing games i grew up um for for our listeners and viewers i grew up in mississippi which is surprising. Most people go, oh, you don't sound like you're from Mississippi until I do that stupid voice and it sounds kind of Southern. See, that wasn't my first thing. You I, don't drive like a moonshiner. There you go. I don't drive like a, like a moonshiner. <laughs> Unless you put some moonshine in me. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Mississippi in this small town called Biloxi, Mississippi near an Air Force base because my father was an Air Force 24-year uh, veteran, veteran of the United States Air Force. And um, so I grew up like everywhere three miles from the air force base Keystone air force base in mississippi biloxi mississippi i was formally educated there unfortunately um and i grew up and knew a lot of really wonderful people there i had the wonderful fortune from the age of about mm, probably about 13 to 15 17 to grow up directly across the street from our local mall for anybody who may be under a certain age, if you lived near a mall in the like early to mid nineties, the mall there were stores at them. Amazing, they were <laughs> like that. That was like mall culture. It was a huge deal. Arcades were part of that. Arcades were massive, and um, I was smart enough and probably obnoxious enough to annoy the people in the arcade into giving me free credits. They would just open the machine and go tick, 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 and give me free credits. I got to know all of them, and they would give me free games. And I would go in there and just play, 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 play. That virtual racer game was my arch fucking nemesis. <laughs> I would go in there and be like, the guy that worked in there, his name was Daniel. I said, Dan, cue mm. me up. I need some tick, 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 which probably made me sound like a like 14-year-old drug addict. He'd go in there, tick, 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 tick. Mm. And I'd go in there and I would crash and die every time. And I still drive like an 85-year-old Asian woman to this day. <laughs> um, so. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, there were that. And then uh, let's see, what else was there? Initial D was a yeah. racer that was uh, popular in the later part, mid to late part of the 90s. Uh, and then from there, it kind of went to the N64 and... Uh, some other different types of racing games. Yeah. Well, Not like to here, mention Dustin saying Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Oh God, Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't consider. I don't consider that. I consider that an auto or a vehicle game. Like much like um, what is that? Safari Jamboree, where you're going around and catching animals and stuff like that. That's more. It's more vehicle centric, but not racing game. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. But oh my God, I forgot about that too. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> Dustin also follows that statement up by saying, um, console games have killed the arcade. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. You have not been to the galloping ghost. <laughs> Here's the thing. Or um, the millions of other, or hundreds of thousands of arcades across I know the country. That different people listen to this show kind of regionally in different places. So 
I know for a fact that outside of Illinois and and the vast majority of the states in the United mm-hmm. States that arcades are not doing well. Um, Dustin, you live in Chicagoland. You there's live now three within proximity of. There's more than three. There's headquarters. There's Galloping Ghost. There's um, what's the name of the one that's out west? Uh, well, there's Nickel City. There's um, Retrocade's out west. Retrocade. There. I mean, there are there yeah. are probably seven or oh, uh, t- uh, tokens. Tokens and hangers. There's a new yeah, one. Yeah. There's a new one that's opening up too that I see in the doc was just promoting. Yeah, and this is this is all in Chicagoland. Yeah. Go. Go check out Galloping Ghost first and then go visit all of these other places because what most people don't realize about Chicagoland is we are living in a we're living in a video game arcade mecca. We are Galloping Ghost is now the single largest arcade in the world. Um, and we are fortunate and has the paperwork to, be, to back it up. Yeah. Within <laughs> within uh, you know, within forty miles of its location. Yeah. It's really an awesome thing. Everybody go support Galloping Ghost. Doc, who was on our show in April of last year, Doc is doing great things at Galloping Ghost. Go back and listen to that episode. Listen to, to his interview and listen to how earnest oh, he is God. about wanting to revitalize arcades. It it still exists. It's a thing. To put it, to put it, it well, John, if you think about it, <clears throat> if you think about it, I think he's put over a hundred new machines up in the last year since we were there. Yeah, I, I look. The first time I went there, there were more arcade games than you could possibly play, and he just keeps expanding it, and making it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Arcade games still exist, and there are racing games there too. So, mm-hmm. getting back to talking about racing yeah. games, let's talk about uh, games like Arctic Storm. Like, uh, there are like that, that. That's a racing game technically, even though you're on like a like a jet ski. And then there was a uh, height. Was it yeah. Hydro? Hydro Thunder. Thunder. Hydro Thunder. Yep. Um, with the power boats racing game like these these mm. there were so many different types of racing games back in the day it's well there's there's uh moto gps and i mean in, insert anything i think there's actually there's a bicycle racing game that i played uh, at one point in an arcade why would you want to do that that's yeah. exercise fucking yeah but it was different <laughs> i like that you agree <laughs> with me on that you're like exercise bad um <laughs> no you know the thing is is that with 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 racing games, we haven't even gotten to the part where we talked about the massive impact that Super Mario Kart had on the world of racing games and F Zero, for God's sakes. Uh, Galloping Ghost has both of those, Dustin. Uh, yeah, listener Dustin mm-hmm. goes back to saying he asked whether or not uh, do any of the arcades have uh, classics like Dun- Dragon's Lair and Tron. Yes, Galloping Ghost has both. I'm sure some of the other people. I think Token and Takers has the Dragon's Lair too, if yeah. I remember correctly. No, I think it's Tron. Maybe I don't know. Either way, I think Dragon's Lair was in their corner to be fixed. Doesn't matter. Go check them yeah. out. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's probably uh, going to be there. <laughs> so, find me somebody during the Super Nintendo era that did not play F Zero and Super Mario Kart. No, it was everywhere, man. Or I extreme... played F Zero until I I I couldn't yeah. see straight. And remember I... Extreme G. Mm-hmm. That was a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was racing games were very popular racing, at one point. Well, they're still very popular, but they're 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 under the radar. But the the thing is is that now there's only three or four people who are doing racing games that sell. And they're doing them very well except getting, for the last iteration of Need for Speed. <laughs> that's getting back to what we were just talking yeah. about, about how games are not 
games are not being made for the sake of making a great game. They're made, they're being made to sell copies, which is fine. It is a business. It has to happen. But fuck, man, we grew up in a we grew up in an age where you could you could play a game like Hydro Thunder at the arcade, you know, and it's a stupid ass game. It's not even a good game, but the point is is you could play it or Arctic mm-hmm. Arctic yeah. whatever it was. Um, you know, whatever. I don't remember. Um, where you're, you're talking about the you're talking about the one on uh, the, oh Arctic Arctic uh, what is it Arctic Blast I think no that's Maybe? a great no uh, I know what you're talking about with the one with the wind and you run the on the uh, snowmobiles yeah and you know what's yeah. fun about that game too is is in that very kitschy way that arcade games tend to do things it it oftentimes has like air blowing in your face yeah there's a fan on it it's so fucking stupid galloping ghost gets really hot in the summertime because they don't have air maybe they do have air conditioning or fans they do they just have 500 machines running the arcade cabinets running in there that generate heat that it is it's like being pinched between satan's butt cheeks in there totally fucking worth it doesn't matter because they sign me up for satan's butt cheeks if that's it (laughs) john you would meet me at Satan. you know what never mind I take it back. Nate, this this week's episode one one sixty nine needs to be signed me up for Satan's butt cheeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am. You guys are gonna see it. I'm actually writing that down. I have this little notebook. Sign All me I'm saying, up just saying, John. If Satan's El butt Diablo's cheeks, butt cheeks. If Satan's butt cheeks were like that, you would have joined me there and be like, "I'll meet you there in twenty minutes." Five hundred video games in his butt cheeks. Who cares what the heat? <laughs> Ugh. Not you've a bad way me, to spend eternity. You've made me sufficiently uncomfortable. I'm channeling Charlie again. I'm going to rub my <laughs> Um, No, so... You think you're uncomfortable? What do you think Satan feels? Warm and clammy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that 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 was that particular area era mm-hmm. of, uh, the- of racing games. Thank you, Nintendo, for giving us the shittiest out for any series possible. Now, let's yes. talk about Burnout. Uh, must we? <laughs> oh yes, we must. Goat represents the more hard, hardcore kind of uh, semi type racer, and I don't mind an arcadey racer because almost all of the games we talked about prior to this particular portion of the conversation were <laughs> arcadey as shit. Yeah, I'm okay with arcadey. I just don't like Burnout. I don't like what they did with it. It's it's. Any iteration of it, not even Paradise, not even Burnout no, Paradise, which no, to just, me was a the, I, groundbreaking racing game. No, the idea behind it, it, the idea behind Burnout to me as a simmy person, it's all smoke and mirrors and flashing pants. There's no racing. It's all rubber bandy. It's all crap. But, but what is, no, I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm not an achievement hoarder mm-hmm. for Xbox. One of the hardest achievements I have ever earned in my life I got from Burnout Paradise, which was called Burnout Around the World, and I'll never fucking forget it because it took me like it took me like almost a month. Uh, in in another life, before I had a family and a son, I would I would not be beaten by uh, extreme difficulty levels or whatever on uh, racing games or fighting games or first person shooters. And I would all oh, back when you had time. Dream achievements, yes, that, that <laughs> thing that I don't understand what it is anymore. Um, I did an achievement for Burnout Paradise, um, which you can look at my gamer fucking tag and look at my profile, and it's on there, um, where I earned an achievement where you have to get a 20 times times 20 boost chain in Burnout Paradise without stopping, crashing, being interrupted, bumping into something, or whatever. 
I know that probably doesn't mean anything without context, but feel free to look it up on YouTube if you want to see how it is done because it's really fucking hard. And I did that, and that game was truly challenging. The online multiplayer for that game was the best racing multiplayer I have ever seen because there were group challenges. There were things you could not finish without two, four, six, eight people. And showing off and doing stunts, amazing in that game. Being able to being able to do things in that game where you like when you chase somebody and wreck them. Oh my god, I just said wrecked them on the show. <laughs> uh, I should clarify that by saying when you chased somebody down and wrecked them, not wrecked them, um, was was a very gratifying thing. Um, and and I, remember I, I would go on 15 minute. Oh my, how is it not fucking racing? Because you could go You're intentionally on, wrecking people. No, but you could go on races that were a couple of blocks long or miles around huge mountain stretches with all these hazards long. Mm. Um Oh, it's one of the one of the only games I have like 130 hours logged on the 360 Xbox 360 version of Burnout Paradise. It's a good game. You've got a flaming hairy butt head. You're wrong, <laughs> but you're not wrong. You have your opinion. So yeah, I just I didn't get into it. It was more I don't know. I just it wasn't racing to me. It was more glitz and glam and. It, 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 it was an arcade. It was an arcade game that just happened to have racing in it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what I liked about it, though, is, is that it was a callback to something like, like Burnout, or not Burnout Paradise, uh, San Francisco Rush yeah. and Rush Twenty Forty Nine. Mm-hmm. Still have a fucking long-standing rivalry in Rush Twenty Forty Nine with my like longtime age-old friend Jennifer Keller, whom I've known since I was five <laughs> years old. We used to play Rush at the arcade. And there's a fucking fuming rivalry there. I'm coming for the rematch. It's going to happen. You just be ready. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that maybe that's why I like the game because you mm-hmm. can take shortcuts. And it was it was the first open world racing game where you could race anywhere. And it was a huge map for the time. Uh, yeah. It was just really cool. Look look up Burnout Paradise. It was so much fun. It's arcadey. But then there's the other side of it, Go, which is the side you prefer, which is mm-hmm. more in-depth um card geekery yeah maybe <laughs> like the the G- the grand turismos the forces even like the need for speed i mean it's a little arcadey on that side but like the the building your car and and swapping out parts and increasing you know your your stats and parts and Which all that crap kind of largely started with grand turismo if i'm not yeah mistaken right yeah i've put way too many hours third gran turismo is when it really picked up second the second one it really picked up and then um by the third one i mean well i mean gran turismo was the first one that did the actual 24 hours of lama and you actually had to do the 24 hours of lama (laughs) it was real time (laughs) Hmm. yeah um, really quick, I want I want to take mm-hmm. a moment to interrupt uh, our discussion because Wired Guy One Hundred and One has chimed in, um, uh, talking about the arcades that we were talking about. Yeah. He asked, "Is there an arcade locator website?" I don't think North Dakota has any left. There is an arcade locator website, uh, Wired Guy One Hundred and One. It's arcadelocations.net. Looking into it. Don't think that North Dakota is in the list. There may not be an arcade in North Dakota, but here's what I'll say about that. 
North Dakota needs one. So why don't you be the proprietor that opens one up? Every <laughs> state needs a fucking arcade. Go in there, do it, bring it back, man. That's exactly what Doc from from Galloping Ghost did. He's doing it the right way. Go back and listen to that episode. I'm telling you, yeah. you'll hear what he's he's preaching the gospel. Um, so unfortunately, not Wired Guy One. I don't think. Yeah, I'd love to say I'm surprised that North Dakota doesn't have one, but yeah. it's North Dakota. There's a lot of open space. <laughs> um, pertinent. Getting back to our discussion, um, we were talking about um, more in-depth racers. But our mm-hmm. our listener and viewer Dustin asked, "What is your opinion on the N64 Star Wars Pod Racer?" It was good for what it was, and I moved on in my life. I played that game <laughs> extensively. I got, I beat it on, I beat everything. I cleared that game. It was 100% completion. I loved it. I have gone back since and tried to play it, and holy shit, is it unplayable. I it does not it hold up? Woof. It's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, it's really I love those games, and you go back, and you're like, yep, time was not nice to this one. <laughs> No, it was brutal, um, but it was a great game for its time. And honestly, yeah. that's another example. We were talking about games that were really unique, that took risks and tried things. That game did something unique, and I've never played a game quite like it. I know they did like a Pod Racer sequel. I think it was on PlayStation Two. No man. No. no, that one was really good. I like the, the the physics on it were really good and stuff like that. The wall riding and all that was it was all there, and it was the right game for the right time in Star Wars Fandom Mania. Well, you could you could like. You could hit a corner, and then for anybody who knows the the N64 controller, you could hold the Z trigger underneath. Mm-hmm. You could hold the Z trigger and then pull the stick to the left, and your your pod racer would like turn, and it would just scoot in this direction instead of going straight. It would scoot, and then you could let go of the trigger, and it would slingshot in the direction. So you could do like these sharp turns that's, and then zoom in that direction. That that's, was that's, pretty neat. That's called drifting, John. It's called drifting. I'm saying for a pod racer. <laughs> Still drifting. Racer. <laughs> Whatever, man. Go watch fucking Justin Lin horrible ass fucking movies. Oh man. Um, so yeah, you prefer you prefer the more more um simulation type racing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I've put in month literally months into uh builds on, on Forza. I'm um, not proud of that, I, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I would like to be a smarmy shithead and point out that pudding is not a word. It's a food. <laughs> so, yes, uh, fix that, A. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. That's fine. So, yes. Or yeah. if you're Harley Quinn, then pudding is the Joker. So. Yeah, see, I'm working out with that. <laughs> yeah, um, yes, yeah, I like the more realistic stuff and the whole, like, you actually, have to, you actually have to hit the brakes and you can't just, like, slide around like an idiot and, you know. Like if you take a turn at 400 or 200 miles an hour, um, the the wheels don't turn. Amazingly, you just shoot off the track into a wall and a fireball. <laughs> Do you think that with with the advent of games like Forza, which they've been doing it for a long time, where they have yeah. the 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 guided uh, guided driving rails, where they show you when you need to speed up or slow oh, down? Oh, preferred line, yes. <laughs> preferred line. That's what they yeah, call it. That's what they call no. it. <laughs> yeah, green means go, red means stop. <laughs> Well, that's fucking fundamental, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you do you think that has been good for racing games? Do you think it's been something that's invited people in to racing games, or do you think it is bad for racing games because it's bringing? It's good. The- no, it's good. Yeah. It's good because a lot of people don't have that. Like I even use it still, just because um, you know, being in a car virtually and being in a car, um, it's hard to see like your your breakpoints. 
You know, like you're like, oh, I should probably hit the brakes here. You can't gauge the turns as well, obviously, in digital world. So to have that that line there and be like, oh, I literally need to slow down here because we're going to turn. It, it, it adds to the fun that you're not like flying off the track and learning, you know, learning the hard way. You know, any any level racer can come in and, and, and play these games with that, you know, and even like me as being like more an expert racer. Like I said, I still use it just because I can't, you know, I. I could do it in real life, but I can't really judge it. I really dig that you consider yourself an expert racer. That's very cool. (laughs) And by cool, I mean not at all. Uh huh. But um, here's here's one thing I want to I'm going to screen share really quick to show people. We have um, we have photographic proof that goat is not only uh, um, an old school like way from the fucking back in the day uh, tried and true racer but that he is far cooler than everybody including oh. myself so here check this out where's this going oh yeah yeah that old truck i remember that truck look at him look at him <laughs> like look man he's fucking he's jamming the fucking elvis glasses for for the the uh recorded episode the edited episode <laughs> listeners at home oh mm-hmm. i wish i could i wish i could I'd share with you the majesty of fucking goats photo sadly I mean, by probably yeah, the best picture of him you're ever going to see Sadly, by that picture, I could tell you that's a 3500 series uh, late 80s GMC truck. <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> Says yeah. the guy who paid to dress up like a supervillain on stage. Yeah, I, who pays the guy to TV set up judge. his stage to do that. <laughs> yes, that is correct. It's okay. Please don't sabotage our show, Goat. No, it's, it's, um, it's good. You're good. So My yes, name's Ivan. Uh, you know... There's there's not a lot that you see that comes out in the in the world of racing games these days. You know what I just fucking completely forgot? Mm. That is was at the time a very important racing game. Mm. Wipeout. Oh yeah. PlayStation One Wipeout. That game um, was, that game was groundbreaking because it was the first like crazy 3D like I, I, I just I don't know how many times I got frustrated at that game because I didn't know which way it was, uh, which up when it was down and up, because you're spinning around these tubes and and you have no idea. You literally have no idea where yeah. you're at. Here you go, people. It looks like shit. That's what it looks like. It looks like garbage. But and it looked dick too. Yeah, they did some some version of it for um I think PlayStation Vita, whatever. Yeah. On Twisted Metal. We didn't talk about Twisted Metal, even though that's that, not racing. Uh, car combat. Car combat. You're blowing each other up, car combat. There's a racing element to it. Racing no. the last one standing. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm That's stressed. car combat. Um, yeah. I mean, there's tons of games we probably missed and all that, but I oh, mean, yeah. I'm, I'm like I said, it's, it's the weirdest part. Yeah, the oh, weirdest part go. of this. Daytona USA on, on the, the... Oh, yeah, stock car racing. Anything NASCAR, yeah. Yeah, well, no, the, by far the weirdest thing is, is uh, there was a fighting game out there for fighting game uh, fans called Fighting Vipers. One of the fighting game characters was the Daytona car, like Daytona racing car. Uh, actually, <laughs> got up there and like fisticuffs, like its tires would punch you in the face. It was like standing. Oh man, that's awesome! On, yeah, no, it was absolutely. So like pre-cars, cars, where he's walking. Yo, yeah. Lightning yeah. McQueen, me. Remember when Lightning McQueen's oh, yes. walking? These are the flat tires. <laughs> oh yeah. Here you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna screen share one more time just to give everybody a. Uh, a dead sexy idea of what that looked like. This is not a fucking Photoshop. This is what the game looked like. This actually happened. Oh my 
god. Oh, that's awesome. Wow, he's got some hydraulics for those kind of yeah, punches. This was him. a Sega Saturn <laughs> game. Um, I would play a fighting game all day long. If you that know what I never hurt. fucking observed with this before? That car is almost as big as the man. Where do you fit people in that car? Like, is it a clown car? You can't fit it. No, 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 no. It's a Power Wheels. It's a Power Wheels. Ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways. Um, look, the thing is, is that video games where racing is concerned has had a far more robust history than most people, uh, I think, really understand or appreciate. So... We, I mean, on top Dude, of if you can race we, it, it's probably been in a video game at some point in the last 40 years. Oh, yes, probably so. Um, are there before we wrap up the feature for the, the uh, the evening, are there any other racing games that you can think of that we left out, or you, the listeners, um, anything that you can think of that we left out, um, for, for racing and video games? Uh, let me think. This is the part of the edited show that's really great. The part where Goat thinks and it's just silence and you guys can't hear anything. Yes, favorite, yes. Favorite part of the show, really. It is. Well, I'm trying to think of like some deep cuts and I'll show off some of my knowledge because <laughs> I've played, I've played damn near every racing game there is. Um, Surprisingly, for being more of a casual fan of racing, I have probably played just as many of them as you have. Maybe not quite as many, but close. Man, really. Now I was looking through my, uh, I was looking through my. We'll, we'll we'll give the fans a little bit insight here. I was looking through my list just to kind of see, um, and my just my Xbox 360 and Xbox One career, I've played uh, 27 racing games. Jesus Christ, madness! Yeah, um, I do want to give a shout out to uh, a couple of of uh, other games that didn't quite we didn't talk about just because they're embarrassingly fucking bad. Like, uh, they did a couple of, like, Sonic the Hedgehog racing uh, games, uh, the kart racers. They did, um, oh, fuck, what was it? Um, I mean, there are some really good games we didn't cover. We didn't talk about Mario Kart 64. Um, well, yeah, but Mario Kart, I mean. We didn't talk about Diddy Kong Racing, which was a good game, you know, for sure at the time, which was a lot of fun. Kind of maybe, like, a little bit silly, but it was fun. Um, they did do as a mini game in one of the Mortal Kombat games uh, on PlayStation 2, Xbox uh, era uh, consoles where they did like a Mortal Kombat style kart racer <sighs> you could play online. Oh, it was stupid as shit, but it was so much fun. It was thoughtful that they put it in. Kart there. racing has ruined so many franchises. <laughs> yeah, you know, but people I still want to, I, I, I still, the, the one I'm waiting for, and we're getting closer, the one I'm waiting for is Uncarted, the Nathan Drake story. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's might that be joke. that might be the most dad joke whatever dad joked on this show and i am the dad between the three of us and i uh -huh. have made that joke very i know but you would I, play that would you not just because it had point, to be terrible i feel like i feel like the yoda to your luke skywalker <laughs> where i've been sitting on your back going dad joke or not there is no dad <laughs> joke try or whatever uh I just think they've missed like it's like a Gears of Four. They missed the whole. They, they, there's a lot of people missing, missing the bus on clever naming. Gears of Forza. No, Gears of Four. <laughs> Instead of Gears of War Four, just call it Gears of Four. God damn it, goat! No, we're moving on. I refuse. Gears I refuse of Forza. That'd be weird. Like this. Yeah, it would. Well, I mean, well, there's been a lot just, of. Weird. It's just Gears of War characters driving. Well, in the driver's Forza. Seat 
Forza, you do realize that Forza put the Warthog in. You can buy the Warthog and race it. That's yeah. bizarre. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. I don't think anybody else does either. And leave it in your garage and go, look what I bought. <laughs> look what I did. <laughs> Okay. Pokey, pokey. So, anyways, uh, if nobody else has anything to add, I'm going to go ahead and close up the feature this week by saying yes. racing games. While while we probably kind of feel like racing games are not very important in the now, uh, they don't have the same kind of influence that they did. They they've had a really robust history in gaming, um, and and probably will continue to do so as long as we don't make it about Forza going. We've got this year's concept car in Forza, or you know, Gran Turismo waiting six or eight years to put out the next version of their game. Just mm-hmm. fucking put it out. To, um, just to, to, to add to that, though, when racing games go wrong and they consider themselves relevant is when we get the brand new Ford GT uh, vehicle commercial and they call it the Forza 6 trailer. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was terrible. <laughs> That was a thing. It happened. For real. Yeah, it was fucking. It was stupid as hell. Don't do that. Um, so moving on, uh, we're gonna go ahead and go scoot on to the mailbag. Uh, you know, from the feature here. We asked in regards to our racing game feature from Spy Hunter and Mario Kart to Gran Turismo and Forza. Do you enjoy playing racing games? And if so, what were some of your favorite games or memories while playing them? We got a handful of answers here. Uh, Mr. Jesus Gallegos, and it is Jesus. It's not Jesus. I know this for a fact because I know this person. Wait, did uh, the Jesus get a hold of us? The Jesus. The, the <laughs> Jesus got a hold of us. Okay. Motor Tune on the PlayStation 1, that oh. and Gran Turismo, and he made a fucking heart. He made a heart emoji. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a man uh, playing to my heart. <laughs> that's right. Um, we've also had Dustin participating in the show back and forth. He did uh, comment on this uh, as Garrus Redfield saying, not really. However, I did enjoy the N64 Star Wars Episode One pod racing game. We talked about that. We liked it. It was good. It's weird. It looks like video game diarrhea now, but it's awesome. And then Will Morales commented by saying, one of my favorite racing games is still the initial DRK game, which we did mention. Mm-hmm. It helped me meet one of my best friends. We easily pumped over $400 to $500 into the game maybe more into those machines. We would get extremely competitive and always had a blast. Sadly, the arcade is no more, and my friend has paced, has passed away. Oh, my God. Ooh, You're fucking breaking my heart, Will. Jesus Christ. Oh, that makes me so sad. Clearly, I'm going to drink away my feelings. But seriously, though, man, um, that's crazy. Um, yeah, that's a little weird. Let's Let's... let's... Bounce back from that. He, he did. <laughs> he did close it out by saying that he will always look on those days and smile. So thank you to everybody for contributing your mailbag responses uh, to us. Now, normally this is the part where we have a songbird email, which we, we do have in holding. But before we do that, oh my God, a wild Charlie appears. Hello. Oh wow. You're definitely not podcasting and driving. No, definitely uh, not. Well, and last week, I seem to recall that Charlie was questioning Goat about the very Continue same on thing. Um, Goat's just a bad influence is really all it comes down to. It's really what it is. It's true, though. We've been working with him all <laughs> And, and apparently, Waze is going to tell us exactly how to get to Charlie's house. So that'll be <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Ignore so, all the instructions from my GPS. La 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 la. Okay. Charlie, I gotta do it. We we're wonderful. How are you, sir? How was your flight? Great. Actually, um, it was uh, it was actually kind of a fantastic flight. I mean, coming back, it was on Frontier Airlines, which is like one of those like low budget airlines. But the flight actually boarded very quickly. Left like what, like 20, 30 minutes early, and then it was supposed to be an hour and a half flight. But like apparently, all the tail under an hour. Like I, I'm not even supposed to have landed for like another hour. I don't think originally. So it's quite uh, um, great. I'm so grateful for them because now you're on the show. Um, I also saw Mrs. Technotronicorn's head uh, <laughs> pop into frame. So hi, hi Shell. How are you? Um, I have you guys on a headset, so she can't hear you, oh, but they're saying okay. hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, we we decide. Well, 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 hold on. Before we get to this next portion, since you're joining the show, sort of uh, semi late here, Charlie, uh, tell tell everybody what it was that you did with your weekend, specifically where you were out of town for the weekend here. So over the weekend, um, I went down to Midwest Brony Fest down in Kansas City, Missouri, and um, it's a Brony convention down there run by some very good friends of mine, actually, and um, it, uh, it was good. Um, the, uh, the most interesting thing about the convention was the fact that um, if you guys heard at all about the, the uh, well, the tornadoes that were happening on Friday. Um, not. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was, it was kind of a mess. Uh, the, uh, I want to say like something like two-thirds of the guests um, you know, like the show guests, like actors and everybody, were all coming down on the same flight, and they all got stranded on a layover in Denver for an entire day. They all missed all of Friday, the entire con, and uh, so that was unfortunate. That is, um, the show must go on. Yeah, so, so so the entire rest of the weekend was nothing but playing by ear, and, um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just it was just figuring it out as we went, but um, you know, the uh, it didn't burn down. Well, <laughs> I, you know, it's it's actually kind of funny. Um, the uh, um, so that actually is only one of the very many things that ended up going wrong with this con. Not 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 the most or least of which was the fact that you know most cons they get like the special lanyards printed up, like you know, like with the logo and everything on them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the lanyards that they had printed up. Literally got struck by lightning and burned in a fire. That is the most metal fucking thing I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. Uh, inside a FedEx warehouse, along with like twenty thousand other packages. But yes. Mm. <laughs> mm. I shall. They say hi. Um, um, and and there's more, but I won't worry you guys with with more con drama. You but, know what? Um, Save it for next yeah. week. I'm sure we're gonna have yeah. things, uh, stories for you to tell, battle stories, as it were. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, um, but yeah, it was it was an interesting weekend to be sure. Charlie, um, but did, did it was it was a lot of fun though. To to play anything this week before departing to go out uh, to participate in in Pony Madness. I did. Um, I spent more time on Tomb Raider. Um, I'm about uh, I think 76. I if I remember correctly, odd uh, overall overall completion. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm in. I didn't. I didn't actually didn't realize that. Um, if you guys haven't played the game, you know if you played the last one, you'll know that it's you know very open worldy esque, um, and just like the last one, the open world sections are like there's like instead of one giant map, it's like several medium sized maps with like interconnecting like story paths between them. I didn't realize that kind of like the last level of the game was going to be another medium sized open world map. So I'm kind of just going through that now and finding treasure and doing things. Um, again, I feel like I'm very close to the end of the game, and I could probably progress at some point, but. Um, any 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 uh, varying opinions from when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, or are you going to save that for when you actually finish it? 
Um, I'll, 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 I don't have anything different to say than I said last week, so I'll just kind of save my thoughts until I've completed the game. Here, here's the too long, don't read version of that. Uh, Lara's a dirty murderer, but it's a pretty game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, having said that, though, Charlie, one of my favorite things about the your the timing of your arrival to the show is is that much like Goat, it's weird. This show is fucking weird because last week Goat was returning from out of town, driving home. You were discouraging him. Now we have a, ju- a juxtaposition, and uh, the the best part about his his timing, his arrival was that he arrived in time to participate in Songbird's email, which you Oh, that's so freaking perfect. And just to be very clear, this is all green screen. I'm not really driving. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I don't believe you. (laughs) Um, The the sternness in your wife's voice says you are driving. (laughs) No, she's just that good of an actress. What the fucking road, Charlie? (laughs) I'd like to get Um, home from Kansas City in one piece. (laughs) Now here here's the part where we completely flip the script, as they say. Uh, Songbird flip the script. Songbird okay. said, "Dear non-present technotronicorn, fooled <laughs> you, uh, Alan Flynn, goat, and maybe guest. There is no guest here. Yeah, there is a guest. We brought in uh, technotronicorn. That's right. Well, technically, <laughs> hi is. everybody. It is Mrs. Technotronicorn who has no idea we're saying that. But I, I will I will relay Songbird's question if it proves to be appropriate. <laughs> Mailbag answer. While I don't play that many racing games, I do love me some Mario Kart. My personal favorites begin Mario Kart 64 and Diddy Kong Racing because I had fun times racing against my mom and brother. Now, Charlie, you probably aren't aware of this because of the way that this crazy week went down. We talked about racing games and the history of racing games for our feature because we figured you wouldn't give a shit, so thus you wouldn't be missing anything. That was excellent planning in your guys' part. That's stellar (laughs) fucking planning. You can thank Goat for that. Um, name an instance when you wish you had a blue shell to use in real life. Every single day, Songbird. Any single time a cop tries to pull me over for whatever the fuck they're going to pull me over for, that's when I want to use my blue shell. <laughs> uh, John, he would have to be in front of you for that to work. God damn it, go don't sass me. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, I can't, I don't, you know, I don't get... <laughs> it, it, I'm not the kind of you guys know me. I, I'm a very calm, chill person, but I I, I can get a little road rage. Like I, I keep it in, oh. but like I've had moments where like my I like my 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 pulse has you know my my pulse has risen and my blood has boiled. It's just like watching just douchebaggy drivers be douchebaggy. And so I mean I can't I, I can't pick out a, a particular instance of road rage that that made me really just wish I had a blue shell to throw at somebody's face. Charlie, um, I've told yeah. you millions of times, don't follow me. I know. I I just don't listen. You heard it <laughs> first. The Technotronicorn, uh, a man of kindness and gentleness, uh, underneath that beard is hiding a sawed-off shotgun. That's what it hides <laughs> under there. That's what it is. There's a tiny in, shotgun. In, there. in all fairness, Chicago land rush hour traffic will make any any timid man say things that his mother will blush at. <laughs> it's it's true. So and, 5 p.m. And you know just just. Just just because it's uh, just because it's relevant to my to my recent uh, goings on. Um, Chicago driving horrible. We all know that. Mm. The entire rest of the country on my trip a couple weeks ago was fantastic, except for Seattle. Right? It wasn't Seattle that was just also awful with traffic. Yeah, drivers in Seattle also can eat a bag of dicks. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> he about hasn't it. been to New York yet, ladies and gentlemen. No, he no hasn't I have been not. To New York. I haven't that been to New York. Makes, that's true. That makes me cringe when I drive. Or 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 L. A. For that matter. So yeah. Yeah. L. <laughs> a. is filthy and New York is overwhelming. Yes. 
I can drive in L.A. just fine. New York's the one that I start screaming at people. Oh, man. We drew straws. When we were on tour with Digital Mindy, we made Justin draw. Oh, he, he drew you guys are dicks. Made him draw. Oh, draw. total dick move. All right, All right, next one. Uh, what else? Yeah, what else is Sombra asked this week? Um, she said, what is your favorite video game racing tune? I already know the answer to this. It's Daytona. <laughs> That's it. Uh, um, I don't really have one because I, I don't know. I don't really listen to the music. F Zero is alright. Well, well she means I don't think she means from the racing games. I mean, what would be your favorite racing game tune? Oh, I raced to uh, Black Label Society a lot in Forza One when I could put my own music on my Xbox. Charlie, I don't know. That's a hard one. <laughs> um. I don't know if any, anything by Deep Purple. Whoa. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a talk about plot twist. I didn't know. I wouldn't see <laughs> the that only one thing that would amaze me more is he was like, you know, Cannibal Corpse, anything by them, Dying Fetus would be a good one. <laughs> I like my death metal and my uh, my racing in the same same area. There's um there's also a here, I'll I'll bring it back I'll bring it back to normal for you guys. Uh, there's a cell dweller track that um when it uh, I remember when it went, when it initially came out the the the, the, the name of the song got changed on the album when it eventually came out. I'm struggling to remember that, but originally the song was just called Baseline. And um, it, uh, it was the, 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 the song that was in the um, trailer for Speed Racer. And is, is, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's like... Do, 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 yeah, whatever. I'm to try <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was but, a uh, accurate, accurate rendition. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but yeah, if that's... Uh, it's, uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of. Shell, Shell, do you have a, a song that if you were going to be in a racing game, like an ideal song that you would like to listen to in a racing game? What's that? The song. Talk loud to the area. Wait, I have to think about Oh, it. she's th she's thinking. Oh, Born to be Wild? Yeah. That's your song? Yeah. Get really? your motor She's bringing the boss to racing? Well, she must get a Mustang <laughs> boss while she's racing. Ridiculous. Yeah, apparently you have to be driving a Mustang for, for that to be. Uh, yeah, because there's Mustang Shelly. Well, there's <laughs> Mustang a... Shelly. They were just singing. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Shelby Mustangs. There's boss yeah. Mustangs. Yeah. Mustangs where it's at for that uh, reference. <laughs> All right, what else the Songbird got oh, yeah. this week? Um, the Songbird also followed up with us by saying, "You've been hired to make the next greatest racing game, but the catch is." You must also incorporate the crowd as part of the experience. Sincerely, Songbird. The crowd. Yeah, here you go. I've got my answer already. Much like burnout where people like an arcade experience, uh -huh. you crash and burn out and shit flies and the car flies and tires fly. What happens <laughs> if the tires and cars and shit fly out and hit somebody in the head or hit somebody in the oh, wall? Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm really sure what's happening in the car next to me. They're very oh excited to be doing it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Hey, 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 hey on tell, the internet. Tell him to say tell him to say Gamerhead Radio starts now. You're literally on the internet right now. You're on the internet right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 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 that oh hey Verizon just told me I went over my data, that's not surprising. <laughs> that is just crazy. That's, that's, so that was fun. <laughs> Somebody's drunk. Um, so, it's Charlie. Um, um, to, answer, to answer Songbirds, no, not Charlie's not drunk. They're drunk. 
Um, <laughs> to answer Songbird's question, to me, like whenever you crash, like parts of your wreckage would fly off toward the crowd, and they have to like you have to. It switches to a control mode where it's like slow motion, and you have to move out of the way of the wreckage in order to avoid getting hit by the chunks that fly at you. Or you can, uh, for substantially less points, just pull out your phone and film the guy next to you getting hit by a piece of the wreckage because that's what indecent people would do these days on the internet. Oh, nice. Like those people that you nice. just pulled so, up next to, Charlie. John. I'm convinced they would let you get hit by <laughs> Well, I'm avoiding right now just because. Yeah. Um, John, John would make uh, local Speedway 2016. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, John, I think that idea is actually fantastic. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time outdoing that. Um, um, I got nothing. I, I, I'm, I'm completely blanking on an idea. Shell, you could think of a racing game that involves like audience participation in some way. John's idea was that like it would be like like uh, like an uber violent racing game where like the cars are like blowing up and like you're in the like are you controlling you're the shrapnel from the cars? Is that the idea, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once you okay. crash into each other, or if you smash into something where a chunk of the car flies off, okay, you have to run out of the way. Can you think of any kind of racing game that would involve the like the crowd? Yeah, like just imagine a racing game. Imagine Sycamore Speedway. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. No. I, okay. I'm. Here's here's Michelle's and my combined answer because I'm I'm stealing it. Sorry. Um, the uh, so you know how sometimes on like a lazy river they'll have like the water cannons stationed around so kids can like spray the people, which com also completely <laughs> defeats the purpose of a lazy river. But whatever. So there's like you're in the crowd and you have like like oil slick guns or like just like like I don't know just cannons that like shoot stuff at the cars or just like mess with the drivers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pinkie Pie's party cannon, of course. <laughs> Nobody's going to understand that reference, but yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, kind of the other way around, where instead of instead of the drivers going after the crowd, it's you're the crowd, and you're actually screwing with the drivers. Okay. All right. Sold. Take it. Goat, what do you got? <laughs> um, I'd say audience participation would probably be um, just have all the audience members be like the pit crew and everything else, and like your spotter and everything up in the stands. Like, give everybody a, a job, and they can man it. <laughs> I uh, see. I'm okay with this because that was that was the goat answer that I expected, which is goat is a sim racing guy, and you just gave the sim answer. So yes, mm -hmm. we'll take it. Songbird, thank you for providing us with yet again another amazing uh, uh, set of questions with which to tax our brains. Um, so I was going to uh, I was going to ask now. Uh, what is it that you gentlemen have going on in the next week? Charlie just got off a plane, so I can't imagine if he's even thinking about next week. But uh, No, got, the, the, the entirety of my day tomorrow is going to be relaxing, enjoying Memorial Day. We've got some cleaning and some other stuff we've got to do around the house. And I've got to be doing some work to um, help prepare for the uh, um, uh, my next gong, which is in two weeks, which is MLP MSP in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. Um, and um, there's a bunch of stuff i got to be doing for that to, uh, on the PR side of things. But um, but the uh, next, next tomorrow and the next weekend is going to be just a whole lot of sleeting for an event that we're planning that's, that's coming up. Um, my dad doesn't watch the show, so I can say this. Uh, it's, should I, I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say this. Okay. Uh, I think it's fine, but Michelle says no, so I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, a, a special event that's coming up. And then... Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, but uh, MLP MSP is the next thing on my radar. 
and uh, yeah, and then after that, I am I am off of cons uh, until October. So that'll be a nice that'll be a nice change of pace, actually. Sleep well, buddy. Get some yeah, rest. Seriously. Play some video games. Yeah. Um. um but yeah. So, what uh, about you, guys? Um. I'm my my iPad is draining battery fast to charging, so I'm gonna go ahead and hop off here. Awesome. Um, because I'm down to like five percent. So, um, you guys have a fantastic rest of the show. I'm I'm glad I was able to pop in, and uh, to everybody that's watching and listening, uh, I'm looking forward to being back on the show as normal next week. Next week, E3 predictions. It's going to be good times. Indeed. Uh, so talk good to you night, gentlemen Julie. later. Yep. Good night, Shell. Get home safe. Bye, bye guys. Okay. Um. So, um, go. What do you have coming up this weekend? Um. I got your stuff. That's right. He's got he's got villain madness. I can't talk about what it is, but he, I can't he, talk about what it is, and and it's just it's a lot of work for for everyone. Here's what I'll say to me: is for villains fans, Goat is participating in the creation of the visual stylings of the new show. That's all I'm going to say about it. But it is awesome, and his contributions will be felt for hopefully a long time to come. Um, yeah. Now, and, uh, uh, for me, I'm doing the same thing. I'm working on Vs for Villain stuff. I'm going to be a lot of Vs for Villain stuff coming up, a lot of costume stuff this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're, that's we're very loud, but we're very quiet right now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, but that's it. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that you guys are going to see coming up. But uh, in the next two, maybe three weeks, you guys are going to start seeing and hearing a lot more for Vs for Villain stuff coming up. It's going to be awesome. But. Um, that's all we've got going on. So having said that, if you liked what you heard this evening during our live broadcast, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com where you can listen to our actual recorded edited episodes uh, every week online. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Twitch, SoundCloud, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Uh, you can also find us at our GamerHead Radio app. It's an Android app only, unfortunately, right now, but that's where you can find us if you have an Android phone. Um, having said that, this was episode number 169 of GamerHead Radio. I believe I can fly